0: Welcome to the 1662 Podcast. My name is Pastor Mark O'Neill. I am an ordained elder within the United Methodist Church, currently serving at Mount Olivet Methodist Church in Manio, North Carolina. On this podcast each day, you will find morning and evening prayers using the liturgy found in the 1662 Book of Common Prayer. I thank you for joining us, and I pray that this will be a blessing to you. This is evening prayer for January 21st. The order for evening prayer can be found on page 17 of the Book of Common Prayer. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Dearly beloved brethren, the Scripture moveth us in sundry places to acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, and that we should not dissemble nor cloak them before the face of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, but confess them with a humble, lowly, penitent, and obedient heart, Wherefore, I pray and beseech you, as many as are here present, to accompany me with a pure heart and humble voice unto the throne of the heavenly grace, saying after me, Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The appointed Psalter reading for this evening can be found on page 503 of the Book of Common Prayer. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is gracious, and his mercy endureth forever. Who can express the noble acts of the Lord, or show forth all his praise? Blessed are they that alway keep judgment and do righteousness. Remember me, O Lord, according to the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation, that I may see the felicity of thy chosen, and rejoice in the gladness of thy people, and give thanks with thine inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers, we have done amiss and dealt wickedly. Our fathers regarded not thy wonders in Egypt. Neither kept they thy great goodness in remembrance, but were disobedient at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he helped them for his name's sake, that he might make his power to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the deep as through a wilderness. And he saved them from the adversary's hand, and delivered them from the hand of the enemy. As for those that troubled them, the waters overwhelmed them. There was not one left of them. Then believed they his words, and sang praise unto him. But within a while they forgot his works, and would not abide his counsel. But lust came upon them in the wilderness, and they tempted God in the desert. And he gave them their desire, and sent leanness withal into their soul. They angered Moses also in the tents, and Aaron the saint of the Lord. So the earth opened and swallowed up Dathan, and covered the congregation of Abiram, And the fire was kindled in their company. The flame burnt up the ungodly. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped the molten image. Thus they turned their glory into the similitude of a calf that eateth hay. And they forgot God, their Savior, who had done so great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and fearful things by the Red Sea. So he said he would have destroyed them had not Moses his chosen stood before him in the gap to turn away his wrathful indignation, lest he should destroy them. Yea, they thought scorn of that pleasant land, and gave no credence unto his word, but murmured in their tents, and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Then lift he up his hand against them, to overthrow them in the wilderness, to cast out their seed among the nations, and to scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves until Baal Peor, and ate the offerings of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their own inventions, and the plague was great among them. Then stood up Phinehas and prayed, and so the plague ceased. And that was counted unto him for righteousness among all posterities forevermore. They angered him also at the waters of strife, so that he punished Moses for their sakes, because they prov- provoked his spirit, so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. Neither destroyed they the heathen as the Lord commanded them, but were mingled among the heathen and learned their works, insomuch that they worshipped their idols, which turned to their own decay. Yea, they offered their sons and daughters unto devils, and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they offered unto the idols of Canaan, and the land was defiled with blood. Thus were they stained with their own works, and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Therefore Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against its people, insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance, and he gave them over into the hands of the heathen, and they that hated them were lords over them. Their enemies oppressed them and had them in subjection. Many a time did he deliver them, but they rebelled against him with their own inventions and were brought down in their wickedness. Nevertheless, when he saw their adversity, he heard their complaint. He thought upon his covenant and pitied them according unto the multitude of his mercies. Yea, he made all those that led them away captive to pity them. Deliver us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the heathen, that we may give thanks unto thy holy name and make our boast of thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, from everlasting and world without end, and let all the people say, Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and never shall be, world without end. Amen. Our first reading this evening comes from the Old Testament book of Genesis. It is the 41st chapter. After two whole years, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing by the Nile. And there came up out of the Nile seven sleek and fat cows, and they grazed in the reed grass. Then seven other cows, ugly and thin, came up out of the Nile after them, and stood by the other cows on the bank of the Nile. The ugly and thin cows ate up the seven sleek and fat cows, and Pharaoh awoke. Then he fell asleep and dreamed a second time. Seven ears of grain, plump and good, were growing on one stalk. Then seven ears, thin and blighted by the east wind, sprouted after them. The thin ears swallowed up the seven plump and full ears. Pharaoh awoke, and it was a dream. In the morning his spirit was troubled, so he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and all its wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but there was no one who could interpret them to Pharaoh. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, I remember my faults today. Once Pharaoh was angry with his servants and put me and the chief baker in custody in the house of the captain of the guard. We dreamed on the same night, he and I each having a dream with its own meaning. Young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. When we told him, he interpreted our dreams to us, giving an interpretation to each according to his dream. As he interpreted to us, so it turned out. I was restored to my office, and the baker was hanged. Then Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was hurriedly brought out of the dungeon. When he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came in before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I've had a dream and there is no one who can interpret it. I've heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh, It is not I. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In my dream, I was standing on the banks of the Nile and seven cows fat and sleek came up out of the Nile and fed in the reed grass. Then seven other cows came up after them, poor, very ugly, and thin. Never had I seen such ugly ones in all the land of Egypt. The thin and ugly cows ate up the first seven fat cows. But when they had eaten them, no one would have known that they had done so, for they were still as ugly as before. Then I awoke. I fell asleep a second time, and I saw my dream seven ears of grain, full and good, and growing on one stalk. And seven ears withered, thin, and blighted by the east wind, sprouting after them. And the thin ears swallowed up the seven good ears. But When I told it to the magicians, there was no one who could explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's dreams are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dreams are one. The seven lean and ugly cows that came up after them are seven years, as are the seven empty ears blighted by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is, as I told Pharaoh, God has shown to Pharaoh what he is about to do. There will come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. After them, there will arise seven years of famine, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. The famine will consume the land. The plenty will no longer be known in the land because of the famine that will follow, for it will be very grievous. And the doubling of Pharaoh's dream means that the thing is fixed by God, and God will shortly bring it about. Now therefore, let Pharaoh select a man who is discerning and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh proceed to appoint overseers over the land and take one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt during the seven plenteous years. Let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming and lay up grain under the authority of Pharaoh for food in the cities and let them keep it. That food shall be a reserve for the land against the seven years of famine that are to befall the land of Egypt so that the land may not perish through the famine." The proposals pleased Pharaoh and all his servants. Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find anyone else like this, one in whom is the Spirit of God? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has shown you all this, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall order themselves as you command. Only with regard to the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Removing his signet ring from his hand, Pharaoh put it on Joseph's hand and arrayed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. He had him ride in the chariot of his second in command, and they cried out in front of him, Bow the knee. Thus he set him over all the lands of Egypt. Moreover, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no one shall lift up hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zephanath-Paneah, and he gave him Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, as his wife. Thus Joseph gained authority over the land of Egypt. Joseph was thirty years old when he entered into the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went through all the land of Egypt. During the seven plenteous years, the earth produced abundantly. He gathered up all the food of the seven years when there was plenty in the land of Egypt and stored up food in the cities. He stored up in every city the food from the fields around it. So Joseph stored up grain in such abundance, like the sand of the sea, that he stopped measuring it. It was beyond measure. Before the years of famine came, Joseph had two sons, whom Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bore to him. Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh. For, he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. The second he named Ephraim, for God has made me fruitful in the land of my misfortunes. The seven years of plenty came the seven years of plenty that prevailed in the land of Egypt came to an end and the seven years of famine began to come just as Joseph had said there was famine in every country but throughout the land of Egypt there was bread when all the land of Egypt was famished the people cried to Pharaoh for bread Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians go to Joseph what he says to you do and since the famine had spread all over the land Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians For the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Moreover, all the world came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain, because the famine became severe throughout the world. Thus ends the first reading. The Magnificat My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our second reading this evening comes from the New Testament book of First Corinthians, and is chapter 3. And so, brothers and sisters, I cannot speak to you as spiritual people, But rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. Even now you are still not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not of the flesh, and behaving according to human inclinations? For when one says, I belong to Paul, and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose, and each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are God's servants, working together. You are God's field, God's building. According to the grace of God given to me, Like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building on it. Each builder must choose with care how to build on it, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid. That foundation is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, the work of each builder will become visible, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each has done. If what has been built on the foundation survives, the builder will receive a reward. If the work is burned up, the builder will suffer loss. The builder will be saved, but only as through fire. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. Do not deceive yourselves. If you think that you are wise in this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. So let no one boast about human leaders, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all belong to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. Thus ends the second reading. the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save them that rule, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us but only Thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not Thy Holy Spirit from us. The Colic for the second Sunday after the Epiphany. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of Thy people, and grant us Thy peace all the days of our life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, who has given us grace at this time, with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Here ends the order of evening prayer.